Yeah, I don't have notes this week, so this should be fun. Ooh, Mike doesn't have notes, everyone. Did you hear that? Oh, crap. Fuck, you outed me. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I actually, I, I wrote a whole, I wrote a whole tale of, uh, of, of background for my, uh, for my, uh, undertaking this week. I'm actually really proud of it. I scared myself. Wow. Yeah, I'm a little scared, too, because the only last time you put that much effort into something, we got the, uh, the Alex show, uh, back, oh. back when I was on vacation. Memories. That was a great two weeks, and I'm that still sorry fun. for that. that. That was a lot of fun to do, but also... Oh my God, that was uh, that was that was a lot to take in. Yeah, that, that was quite something. This week, I I followed the specific challenge to a T, but I wrote a oh. story that I actually kind of like scared myself with. I had trouble sleeping after writing it, and I was very proud of that, and also upset because I, I, I have trouble sleeping. <laughs> that is, I am proud of you. It takes a lot to to spook yourself out. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean. I'm a I'm a big chicken, so it's actually not that hard. But that's uh, very true. You are the scared the catest person that I've ever met in my life. <laughs> I am the scared boy. I am the one who hides. Welcome back. Yeah, you are to the weekly undertaking. My name is Alex, and that's Mike. I'm Mike, and thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is the podcast where we try new things every week, and then we talk about them. And this week, we decided to give it a go in creating our own urban legends and myths and uh, spreading them around and seeing uh, how the rest of the world takes to them. Yeah, yeah. Our goal this week is to freak as many people out as possible, specifically children who are just entering into the internet. Yeah. Welcome. If you found us, yeah. how did you get here? I uh, greatly apologize for whoever is responsible for that. But alas, you're here now and thank you for joining us. And now you're <laughs> stuck here. It's the law of the yeah. internet to stay on a video or podcast until it is complete. Yeah, that's the rule. That's the only rule of the internet. That's the rule. Sorry. Yeah, that's it. Uh, but yeah, anyway, Alex, how have you, uh, what has your experience been with urban legends? My experience with urban legends has been pretty tame there have been a few in my life that i've heard uh from from like from the local level like super local myths probably the most really? yes probably the most uh vivid one that i remember is um my friend uh as a kid belonged to one of those beach clubs and he had me over one time and there were these rows and rows and rows of like lockers like the outdoor lockers that you can like store your beach stuff in and like they're on the boardwalk oh, yeah, yeah. and they like he he told me there was like a rumor and a myth that like there was like a uh like a ghost living in one of them so at nighttime of course because at night him and i and a few other people just like walked down these long creepy corridors even though it was outside it was still vividly horrifying i remember it very clearly and just looking for ghosts and it was fun because wow. we didn't find anything that, that does sound awesome I, I would be even more concerned if that uh you know that tale ended differently <laughs> but um that that does sound pretty awesome um but yeah urban legends are are pretty cool um i'm surprised that that's the the only experience you've ever had have you that's right because you never did uh, did camping or anything with uh, as as a kid right yeah i never went camping and i i've heard others about like the town like our town and like towns around us but like 
nothing that comes like specifically to mind. I do know that I've heard them like throughout my life, but I'm sure nothing as vividly as you, the person who goes camping and was a part of the scouts and traditionally like in settings that you tell scary stories to each other. Yeah, that's right. I, uh, I heard a lot of urban legends growing up. Um, weirdly enough, not specifically about our neighborhood. So I actually do want to hear some of your stories. Uh, maybe not on this podcast because we don't want to accidentally <laughs> dox ourselves. Um, but uh, I, I do want to hear your your stories about our our neck of the woods, our area, because um, the ones that I've heard are like pretty common throughout uh, the United States, throughout uh, you know this general area of the world. Yeah, um, you'll have like, your like you know the the traditional like oh it's this creepy building on the corner type stuff a lot of the time. Well, that you also have the the classic um, uh, car door hook story. You've yeah, heard that one, man car hook door. Yeah, well, that's the meme version yeah, of it. But like that was a that was an actual urban legend for a long time. It was an actual legend, I know, but it's still hilarious now. It, it is a very funny meme. Um, but yeah, we have that. I had the um, the one with the clown, the the clown statue. Oh. The, 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 the story goes, I'll just tell it because this is a quick one, is that there is a, uh, a teenager who's babysitting her uh, babysitting a neighbor's kids and the neighbors are really rich. They'll have a huge mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, uh, the, 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 the parents leave and everything's going well. And they call the, the babysitter from the dinner um, just to see how everything's going. And the babysitter answers the phone. And she says, yeah, everything's going great. But I, I just wanted to ask, um, is it okay if I uh, cover up the clown statue? It was kind of freaking your son out. Yeah. And there's, there's a pause on the other, sa- other end of the line and the parents say, Get out of the house. We don't have a clown statue. And there's the story. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I don't know. I love the, uh, I think, urban legends to me anyway, I find it very interesting because it's essentially a joke that scares you instead of makes you laugh. Yeah, it's something to surprise you and try to connect you to real life in a way that seems kind of realistic, but also a little out there. Well, I don't know if it, uh, I, I think I agree with you. It's 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 to the purpose of it is more more often than not to teach morals to kids or to teenagers. Yeah, that that clown statue one really taught me a valuable lesson about be careful where you are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, home invasion ones. There's also a lot. There's a lot about teenagers being home alone. There's a lot about teenagers making out and then a serial killer finds them. Yeah. You know. Stuff like that. And part of that, those stories, I really enjoy. Oh, they're so much fun. Yeah. I, I took a class on them in, um, in my senior year of high school, so actually I, I find them very, very fascinating. Wow, you really are prepared for this week. I, I No notes. Just going off the top of my head. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, no, I'm not. But wow. Well, <laughs> we'll wait, do you, then do you have any ideas prepared, or are you just going to go for it? No, I do. I, 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 um, so when I was a kid, I got, as Alex mentioned, I got freaked out by the boys in, in the Boy Scouts, um, a lot by, uh, by older scouts telling me stuff. And, uh, as I grew up, I ended up taking that role for the younger kids. Of course. So I have a lot in the back of my mind that I'll, that I'll probably share. <laughs> nice. That's exciting. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, this week isn't necessarily a research episode into urban legends, which maybe we'll do in the future. But we instead decided to uh, write our own and tell stories that are completely original that will uh, very likely freak you out Ooh-wee. or spook you or make you think about, you know, I don't know, morals that and stuff. I guess. I don't um, know. Usually we would do an episode like this closer to Halloween, but Halloween is like it is hard and, and traditional now that we do uh, specifically uh, research episodes about horrifying events. Yeah, that's our true crime slash paranormal slash true paranormal uh, episode of the year. Um one episode a year, we go into the uh, most popular genre of podcasts, but only once because we don't want to get too bad. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you're interested in that, we have two Halloween episodes now, and uh, we'll be doing another one in another couple months. Hooray! And hopefully by then, Mike and I will be in the same room again. Hopefully, yeah. As Alex mentioned, maybe we would do this normally in October-ish area. But uh, because we're all stuck at home for the foreseeable future, we just decided that now would be a good enough time to delve into it. Exactly. So that'll be fun. And uh, I think this episode will be a a darn rootin' tootin' good time. Yeah. All right. So, Alex, who do you think – Who do you want to go first or shall I? You know, I, I, I went first last week with our mayoral candidates. Uh, so why don't you go first this week? You sure did. Uh, okay. Um, so I, I have, like I said, a lot of stories in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is one that stands out to me because it actually happened to me. Um, it is an urban legend in the fact that it was a that it is a scary story that happened um, around. Uh, you know, it's told around a campfire to freak kids out. Uh-huh. But it is, you know. A true enough, a, a true story. So true I, I feel like I should preface it with that. True enough, or true. Yeah, no, this is actually a true story that um, did happen to me and my uh, my my Boy Scout troop back. Oh, I want to say, let's see, I think it was my second year of summer camp. So back when I was like twelve or thirteen at this point. Oh, that's cr- that's prime scaring age. It is. It is. Um, it's it's not as as. Maybe it, it's it's not as spooky as some of my other ones, so maybe I'll tell two. But I'll I'll, I'll go with this one for now. Yeah, we'll see. Um, you know? Yeah, we will. Uh, this is the story of um, I think I might have told you this, Alex, and let me know if you, if I have. Um, this is the story of Red Scarf. That does not ring a bell. Okay, so this occurred up at my like I said, this occurred up at my second uh, st- uh, week of summer camp. Um, we would my troop would go up to uh, the scouting reservation up in the Catskill Mountains, uh, which is a mountain range in, in fairly upstate New York. Um, yeah, we've mentioned on the podcast before we're from the New York area, um, but we would go to this to this to the scouting camp for a week, and then we we just camp up there, and it would be a good time. Um, one of these nights, we uh, had a a counselor of the camp that worked for the camp come uh, come by. And uh, take the entire camp on uh, what was known as the astronomy outpost. We'd go into one of the big open fields in the camp, and we'd just stare at the stars, and we'd uh, hear stories about the constellations. It was always, it was, it was a really good time. I went every single year. At this point, like I said, I'd only experienced it once, but it was, uh, it was still pretty cool. Well, that sounds delightful. Um, 
It, it was. It really was a very nice time. Um, Until. But, but what happened was, um, so we gathered with the, with the camp and uh, the, the camp counselor, his name was Howie. Um, he, uh, he came by and he took our troop first into the field. Um, so we're walking, we walk into the field and it is, uh, how do I describe it? It was in the mountain. So it was like, it was on a slant. It was a, it was a hill. Um, but, and at the top of this hill was a little cabin with a couple of picnic tables all around it. And then it was a big wide open field, uh, with a log cabin on the other side Hmm. and just a singular, uh, tall pinewood tree, right, uh, right towards the, uh, right basically in the center of the uh, of the field but it was big enough that that wouldn't be blocking our view okay um, and in years past what we did is we walked right into the uh, we, we'd bring our little blankets because it was a cold summer's <laughs> night we were in the we were in the mountains it was kind of cold and we'd lie down and we'd uh, we'd listen to the stories about the constellations but as we walk um, how we stopped us right before we got to the field uh oh and uh, we looked over his shoulder and we saw sitting at one of the picnic tables at the top of the hill was um a man uh who was uh he looked like he he looked um it was hard to tell because he was sitting down at the picnic table but uh he was shirtless he had jeans on but no no shoes no socks no nothing and a red bandana tied around his neck. Ah, the red bandana story. That makes sense. Yeah, now. the red We this is hence red scarf. But um, he was just lying face down, like his hands were crossed over each other, with his forehead just resting on top of his arms, just uh, sitting there, uh, dead silent on the uh, on the table. That's strange. Um, yeah, very strange. Very strange. So you you could you could say that. Um <laughs> so how he called out um hello. No response. He called out again, a little bit louder this time. Uh hello, can we help you? No response. Uh and he called out the la- he, when he called out the last time, hello. The man shot up, he sat up, looked left, looked right directly at us. And jumped in one motion, jumped out of the picnic table and sprinted into the forest. <laughs> now, I don't know if you've ever sat in one of these uh, picnic tables, as I'm sure everybody has, like with yeah. the benches tied to the um, the, the 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 table. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is almost impossible to get out of that looking cool. Number one, but number <laughs> two, in any kind of a fluid motion. And he looked pretty um, badass. He looked so cool. He didn't even think about it at all. He just literally jumped. Not, didn't like. Sw- I'm not talking like he swung his his legs around. He like stood up, went into the air, and landed perfectly on his two feet and sprinted into the forest. Wow. Maybe he practices that like every day. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It must have been. Um, but at this moment, we were we were standing there just staring at it, and um, this older kid. His name was his name was Brendan. Uh, he was a big kid. He was he was kind of I mean he was about about five a little over a little high, a little taller than me now. Um, very big muscular kid was on the wrestling team in high school. Uh, but he I, I respected him a lot because he never really spoke at mm-hmm. all. He was a very quiet kid. He knew his stuff, but he never quiet. Brendan 
sees this thing happen. It was dead quiet for a second. And at the top of his lungs, just shouts out, oh, shit, and sprinted back to the back to the campsite. Just just yelling at the top of his lungs. Oh, oh shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. All the way back. Now. Now I'm interested. What's happening? I mean, that's I do not blame him. I would have done. I wanted to do the same thing. Um but we all it, basically how he was like, all right, we'll do this another night. I need to find out what the what the hell that was about. Um, so we went to we just went back to the campsite and uh, how he was not able to find the guy. Um, and that was that was it. As far as we knew, that was that was the end of the story. But um, when we went back the next year, uh-huh. we found out that throughout the rest of the summer, uh, Red Scarf had been seen several other times. Um wow. At one point during the the entire camp would line up for lunch together. That was how the camp went, and uh, the staff would all line up and they'd march out and uh, do a little ceremony before everybody broke out into into lunch. Typical nerdy summer camp stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and as uh, one day, as they were taking attendance in, uh, of the um, as they were taking attendance of everybody. One of the people who wasn't there, I forget this guy's name, but it wasn't Howie. One of the counselors was was taking attendance of the staff and noticed in the middle of this line, there was a man with no shirt, a red bandana tied around his neck, wearing jeans, no shoes and no socks. Um, And he just kept going because like these, this is the summer camp. The staff wears wacky costumes for theme days all the time. And it could be something like that. But as he counted, he noticed that there was one more. So we went back to this guy who he didn't recognize and was like, "Hey, um, ex- excuse me, are you uh, are you supposed to be here?" And that guy and uh, the guy looked left, looked right, and sprinted, sprinted right away. Left. Oh my goodness! Yeah, um, there was one other sighting that I know of, um, and that is that, and then this one again happened a little bit later in the summer, but. Um, the woods have trails, as you can imagine. Uh-huh. Um, but there were there were certain trails that were kept secret because there are a couple of uh, organizations in scouting that are specifically for uh, the higher level scouts, um, and they keep these areas sec- very secretive to only a certain select members of uh, the the staff and trusted members of um, very trusted members of the individual organ of the individual troops to uh, know about these certain hiking trails because they're challenging and stuff. Um, One day, one of the camp counselors was walking through and noticed that, again, there was Red Scarf, a man, no shirt, just jeans, (laughs) no socks and shoes. What was he doing? The the Red Scarf just walking through the forest. And as he started following, as as I said before, this is a a decently tight-knit group that knew about these trails. It's very secretive. Mm. Um, So he was like, this has to be a counselor, someone that I would recognize. But he didn't. So he, but he just started following him. And um, the guy knew the way exactly. It was just, you know, as he marched forward, just foot after foot and very, very sure of himself. Um, And as this, as this counselor was following him, he uh, he followed him for a while and noticed how familiar he was, and it was it went like that for about ten or fifteen minutes. Wow! Until the counselor stepped on it, stepped on a twig, mm-hmm. and Red Scarf heard the heard the snap of the twig, looked left, looked directly at the camp counselor, and sprinted off into the forest, like off the trail, just directly into the woods. My goodness! 
And uh, as far as that was the last time Red Scarf was ever seen. My goodness, Mike, that's insane. Yeah. Okay, so theories, obviously. Yeah. One, he's an ex camp counselor. <laughs> okay. Like from long ago. Uh huh. And like he like literally like he he lost his troop one day and just never left the woods. <laughs> and he and he's just scared of humanity now. That that could be it. That could be it. Um. Yeah. Theory. Like he's like a he he acts like a lost deer. The theory that uh, was presented to me, um, because, okay, I told a little bit of a fib at the beginning. This is the end of the story, so I'm just Uh being honest. Um, I was not on the Astronomy Outpost trail that day. I was asleep in my cot, and I was (laughs) awoken by Brendan running through the camp screaming, oh, shit, at the top of his lung. Um, So I wasn't wasn't actually there. Uh, But um, when, when later it was told... It was theorized that, like, you know, the Boy Scouts are very respectful of the land that that they use for camping. Um, and they uh, basically the theory was, you know, the this land has been preserved um, mm-hmm. from a Native American tribe very, very long ago. So the thought was that this was a ghost or a spirit from from that tribe uh, oh. and just and that would explain why he knew the trails of the the secret trails because he would have if if he was a spirit he would have recognized this area uh at the because that was where he lived and then he would just walk around yeah that was just that's just you know his his every his everyday life so that's the theory that's that's one of the theories well, what's, what what's what another one of your theories you, you said you had a few and i interrupted you well that was the only one I had thought of at the moment, and I was going to try and think of others as I was talking. Mm-hmm. It was very hard it's to also, think and talk at the same time. It's also possible he was a guy on the run from the cops and 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 just found his way into it, accidentally stumbled upon a Boy Scout camp. Oh, yeah, that's true. He could just be an outlaw trying to like just be quiet in the woods. He could also just be a hermit. Yeah, or, or that too. Um, both of them are terrifying ideas, given that... Uh, it was frequented by a lot of young, uh, young uh, boys and adult, young adult men. Yeah, that is a little more concerning now. Like, if it was just like the quiet woods where no one ever goes, then like you know, do whatever you want. I mean, I guess go go nuts. I, well, I, I mean, think. as long as you're I don't not hurting anyone. If, about that. Yeah, if you just live by yourself and just like chill, I don't got no problem with that. I I can't think of a reason anyone would. Yeah, go for it. Um, <laughs> Well, as long as he hasn't like you know hurt anyone, or there's there's proof of the pain, there's none. So you know. Yeah, no, those are the only stories. I hadn't heard of any of any stories of Red Scarf like stealing anything or running anywhere or anything like that. Just like trying to keep to himself, I guess. I guess. Wow, that is interesting, Mike. Thank you for sharing that with me. I never knew that. Yeah, you're welcome. I that was that was one of the admittedly tamer stories i would tell them but this is the only that's the only legend i know that has some at least some roots in reality yes and uh, that you were a part of personally even if you did yeah exactly yeah it wasn't a, like a one-on-one experience it was like you know but you were affiliated with this whole thing which i guess makes yeah, makes was, it more interesting i was a part of the troop that started the legend wow how about that yeah 
All right, Alex, what's your legend that definitely is real and you didn't write before this podcast? Cool. Well, no, I'm, I will say this is absolutely not true. And uh, <laughs> um, I'm just interested to hear what you think about it. All right. So this is this is your attempt at or not attempt. This is your uh, sto- urban legend story that you want everybody to take and uh, and spread and scare everybody in the world. Yes. This legend okay. is called rerouting. Dun, dun, dun. Re- rerouting. Oh, God, I can't wait. <laughs> I once heard of a man that found himself in an unfortunate situation. He got into his car one morning on a day quite like today and found a device he had not seen before sitting on his dashboard. He started his car to see the device power up as if it was already connected to the car. The screen on said device lit up and showed a map. It was a GPS and it had a destination typed into it. It appeared to be a spot about 15 minutes away by a lake the man was unfamiliar with. He paid no mind to this and the man decided to try the GPS out by typing in the address of his office to see if he could find a more effective way to work. The GPS found the address and made a route that the man was used to by this point. He left the GPS on and began driving. But once he did, the GPS said, rerouting, and changed the route to take the car to the lake. The man shrugged and went to work anyway, ignoring the GPS for the rest of the ride. Good move. Okay, I like this guy. That's that's a, that's that's the, that's the right cha- that's the right choice. This continued for a few days. Every morning, the GPS would route him to the lake. Even on days the man removed the GPS from his car, it always found its way back. After a week of having to deal with the GPS and its non-stop rerouting and turnaround sounds, he heard the GPS say to him very clearly, "Go to the lake." This was said in a less robotic voice, like it was someone speaking to him through a phone. Oh, God. Oh, God. No, I smashed that shit. I smashed smashed the GPS. I don't like this. He asked his friends about it, even showed it to them. While they said it was strange, they simply claimed it was probably broken. Eventually, the man found himself... Car. What the fuck are they telling him? Oh God! It's Bad ch- friend. That's how you know that you should you should cancel your friends if they tell you if they tell you to follow a a clearly demonic GPS. You you fucking lose those people. <laughs> Eventually, the man found himself succumbing to the will of the GPS. He decided to go up to the lake. He sent a text to a friend of his, simply stating where he was going. He even sent them the address just to be safe. Okay. A whole day passed, and the friend heard nothing from their friend they tried calling even went to their home nothing finally they decided to drive to that address but when they got there they saw a lake and not much else no buildings no cars just nature three days later the police found the man's car about a half mile away from the lake his phone wallet and clothes were all in the vehicle on the driver's seat neatly organized the only thing missing was that gps uh, oh no! And that's the whole story. <laughs> that's the story. Yeah. Oh, that was a good one. Thank oh, you. Oh shit. Yeah. No, I, I uh, gave myself the willies from that one. Uh, that, yeah, that was a good. Yeah, honestly, give it up for Alex. That was Woo! that was that was a really strong one. That was really really good. Thank you. Oh man. Yeah. No, I I just like that that kind of shit scares me. Like devices, yeah. like like seemingly having their own like thoughts it's just like mm-hmm. scary i just don't like it 
And yeah, I don't I, know. I don't either. That was that was intense. I dig that one. That was good. That was a good <laughs> job, Alex. I tried very and hard. One, yeah. That one also has, it has like it has the twist ending in there. It really does. It, it that that works. That works really well. Yeah. Um that almost reminds me of the um of of that creepy pasta about the photo of the girl. You know the one I'm talking about? Not off the top of my head. Can you give me like a quick summary? Yeah, sure. It's 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 a short one, and I'm I'm hoping I remember it right. It's um this man is walking uh down the street, and he uh, he sees this photo um on the uh, on the ground, um and he picks it up, and it's a photo of uh, a girl holding up a peace sign. And as he as he looks around, he notices that the um, that the photo was clearly taken from the other side of the street. And so he figures, huh, this is this is weird. I've never seen this girl before. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes to cross the street. And as he's crossing the street, he gets hit by a car and dies. Um, and the uh, the the driver of the car gets out of the car. It's freaking out. It looks around and he notices on the ground there's the fo- there's a photo of the girl and he picks it up and the girl's holding up three fingers. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a quick one, but that that kind I don't know. That kind of reminds me of it. It's it's different, but I don't know. I got I got that kind of a vibe from oh, it. Oh, that's a good one. That's that is like that is like legit like urban legend. Like that is literally a joke. That's not funny it's scary yeah yeah exactly (laughs) yeah i think that's like a fantastic uh a fantastic little tale i'd never heard that before oh that's when i was was first on the internet i started i was really interested in uh creepypasta and all the god awful uh ones i came with it but there were a couple of little nuggets in there that were were pretty good some of them are fantastic i don't know some of them are really really good yeah i don't know um, if you've had any experience with args but that shit scares me what's an arg it's an alternate reality game it's sort of like it's like a youtube channel or like a like anything that would be traditionally on the internet but it has like a secret underlying method message and like uses like scary little hints in the background and like codes in the top right corner to tell a story that's told through something that would normally be in real life. So like the most famous one I think is called Ash Vlogs or a very famous one where it's a vlog, a very simple one, but like there are like little like broken clips here and there of like, like the girl in the video, like, like uh, streaming from like someplace very dangerous and scary. And there's like, it's, it's a fascinating thing to learn about and, it's it's a way to tell stories through the lens of reality in a super like uh, realistic way. I think you would love them. Yeah, I really would. I've never even heard of those yeah. before. You know, actually, really cool. like a good example is um, Adam Tot's uh, like the story you told last Halloween. Oh, the Dear David thing. Yeah, that's basically an ARG where like. What do you mean that one really happened? <laughs> where like a like a person. <laughs> will take you through their life and their experiences, whether or not they notice it or address it in the actual um, mm-hmm. updates. But like, they'll tell you about, or, or they'll, you'll experience these horrific or strange events through the lens of something that you're familiar with, like Facebook or Twitter or social media or YouTube or something like that. 
That is really, really cool. Yeah, there's, um, there's a million oh, of man, them. Man, that's awesome. I gotta look. Yeah, you should definitely look them up. Yeah. You would love them. I definitely will. No, I wasn't even familiar with those. I was familiar more with like the black background, white text, kind of just writing about the um the 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 stories uh, the um yeah the stupid the stupid tales that people write. Not I I don't mean to say stupid as though they're dismissive. It's just like um you know it's it's um how do I describe it. It, it, it's not Stephen King, which it shouldn't try to be, but it's, it's to, yeah, yeah, it's that's a, kind of, that, that's the kind of thing I went with. It's a know? different art form. It's it's a way to it, its goal is to not only freak out the reader, but also to be spreadable. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like it's very very true. Like that kind of stuff is designed to be like shared. It's like those texts you used to get when you were in sixth grade of like, oh, if you don't send this to ten other people, then you'll be haunted. Yeah, yeah. I oh my god. I actually I remember those. Those were those yeah. were bad. Full disclosure. I was, I was actually, I was legitimately scared of those. Yeah, those actually scared me as well. Uh, <laughs> Full but disclosure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those those legitimately I mean, gave me nightmares. Yeah, you still occasionally will see that on like Facebook and 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 uh, and Twitter and stuff like that. Yeah, um, they've fallen like, out of vogue, but uh, they're still there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You you see them because they're from the um they're from the clickbait pages that want just want followers. They don't really care about the content. That's just like follow this page or in ten hours the spider will be in your bed or something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yo, who started yeah. that? You know that urban legend of like you know like the asshole who started that legend where it's like people on average eat about seven spiders a year in their sleep. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Yeah, that sucks. That makes me sad. <laughs> Oh, you know, you know, the theory is that like that's 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 a bad statistic because of Spider George who just eats uh, nothing but buckets of spiders with his with his time. (laughs) Have you ever eaten a bug? I probably. um, Wait, do you mean on purpose? Yeah, I mean consciously. Like, Like, have you ever like consciously? Have you ever seen a bug and said, "Yeah, I'll eat that"? Um, I don't think so. I know. I know they're the chocolate covered cockroaches are like a treat in some country. Yeah. But I personally have not eaten them. They make like scorpion lollipops. They dry out bugs and put them in bags like they're peanuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would never I, I would, honestly. If I was in a place where like I knew that the spiders or, or the scorpions or whatever would be cooked well and they would taste good, I would probably eat one. And they were safe, obviously. That's a that's a. Oh yeah, one. no, I don't want I don't want the spy, the scorpion <laughs> waking up in my mouth. Um, yeah, no, I <laughs> I mean, like, I wouldn't say I never would. I definitely would under intense enough circumstances. But like, I'm mm-hmm. not gonna go to the store and buy like a buy a cookie that was made with crickets. No, 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 probably not. Unless, like I said, if it's like unless I was in a country where that was a delicacy, yeah, I would also pass on that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why I brought up this topic. I guess it's just kind of in that circle of urban legends. Well, yeah, it was because I brought up Spider George, which also I should add was a shit post on Twitter or something like that. I just thought it was so funny that I <laughs> needed to reiterate. Uh, well, thank you for that. I just love the the idea of someone eating so many fucking spiders. I like spiders. That's just my thing. I, I, don't, I don't know, man. They're, they're pretty good. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, I had a delightfully scary time today. Yeah, um, me too, Alex. 
I appreciate your tale, and I I uh, want to hear more of your stories, but um, not now because it's dark outside. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good that's a good point. Yeah, yes. we'll we'll call it today. Yes. Shall we uh, pick from this bucket, my friend? We shall pick from the bucket of picking. Excellent. Time to pick from the bucket. Time to pick from, from the bucket, the bucket now. now. We're back. We are back, and uh, after much picking and deliberation, we have come to you with our next week's episode. Which, Mike, do you we, want to we, tell them about it? You. What'd you ask? What'd you huh? say? I said, well, I hope it appeases to you, the listener. Oh, fuck them, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, fuck them. No, what? Uh, what? What? What was it? Tell me about it. It was. Um, it was a mini series challenge. Oh so, my goodness! Yeah. We have discussed all kinds of uh, artwork and TV shows on this podcast, and now it's time for uh, two more. Yeah, now, it's, now we're going to do more. Uh, but this week, we're this time we are specifically looking at mini series. So there are a lot of mini series. There are documentary mini series. There are drama mini series. There are cartoon mini series. And our challenge is that I'm going to give Alex one mini series. He's going to give me one mini series, and we're going to watch it and discuss it on air. Woo, that's the idea. That sure is. Uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I haven't watched a ton of these miniseries, but I know that, number one, they exist. Yes. And um, number two, that it's, it's a very interesting uh, story form. You know, it's, it's, it's a very limited amount of time that you have to tell the story, but um, there is, you know, you still have a lot of opportunities for character development and for story arcs. So I'm, in, I'm intrigued as to what we will find. Totally. I mean, I made you watch Over the Garden Wall with me a few years ago, and uh, I had a wonderful time with that miniseries. Oh, yeah, that was that was years ago. But yeah, that was really, really good. Yes. Beautiful little beautiful little short. I'd love to talk about that a little bit next week because uh, that is still probably one of my favorite viewing experiences ever. Um, yeah, why not? Is so, there any way to find it? Uh, is it like streaming anywhere? No, I have it on DVD. <laughs> oh, wow. Look at you. Okay. <laughs> I like to support artists. All right. Look at, I'm, I, I don't. I uh, That's a good choice. I respect that. Cool. Um, that's not what I make you watch, though, because you already saw it. I did already see that. So uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll figure it out. I'm not sure what I'm going to have Alex watch. Uh, he's not sure what he's going to have me watch. We will uh, we will let you know during next week's episode. That so is if true. Have a miniseries. Well, first of all, if you have a miniseries that you are particularly passionate about, let us know. Uh, if we don't discuss it next week, uh, we will be more than happy to discuss it in one of the weeks to come. Exactly. One of the weeks to come, we will be happy to tell you about what we think of your horrible opinions. Exactly. Yeah, we, we don't really care that much. But uh, regardless, <laughs> that is our challenge for next week. If that intrigues you, I hope that you will tune in. Uh, but this week we discussed a lot about urban legends. Alex, do you have any final notes about urban legends before we before we leave? They can be fun, they can be creepy, and they can be delicious. I don't know about that last part, but I, all, I, I agree. I do think that we didn't really get into it too much, but I do think that urban legends uh, have the ability to tell us stuff about ourselves because it tells us what we're scared of and it tell, in a very simplistic way and also has us look at, like, you know, what, what are we telling our kids to be scared of? So yeah. I think that that's kind of an interesting, uh, I don't know. I, lo- I love urban legends. I think that they're very, they're very cool. They're very interesting. I agree. And that is an excellent point that you brought up. And I wish we did discuss mm-hmm. that more. 
Maybe next time. Well, it's okay to have a little bit of a fun, spooky episode. We don't need to be <laughs> intellectual. I put that in as many quotes as I possibly can uh, on this podcast all the time. But yeah, that's uh, all I have. Uh, any parting? Any parting thoughts, or should I just sign out? Bye. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. Uh, we have this is the ninety sixth episode of the Weekly Undertaking. Ninety five, actually. Ninety. Ninety what? It's ninety five. Actually, I was wrong last week. You lied to me last week. <laughs> last week was ninety four. I hate you. All right. Well, this week is really ninety. <laughs> wow, that was such yeah. a like non-hesitant declaration. I hate you. <laughs> I really do. I. Uh, we I, I despise you and your you uh, and your person and your human being. Ah, God, forget it. Uh, anyway, we have ninety four other episodes of uh, this podcast where I do shit with this asshole. So if you are interested in that, you can look us up on whatever podcasting forum you're listening to us on. You found us once. Once, Make sure you can find us again. Subscribe to us, follow us, leave us a rate and review uh, because all of that really does help. And you can leave another poor sucker over to uh, this podcast and make them listen to us with you. Um, we also have artists that help us out. We have Adam Rudy who does the music and Winston De Jesus who does the podcast cover art. Their social media is in the description below. Show them some love. We also have our social media in the description below. We also have a uh, form where you can submit your own weekly undertaking challenge. If there's something stupid you want to see us do, uh, please leave us a suggestion. More The, the odds are we're probably going to be stupid enough to do it. And... Uh, that's all. So uh, thank you guys again for listening. And until next week, do not forget to challenge yourself. And noodles. What? Noodles. What, what about noodles? Don't forget to challenge yourself. And noodles. Don't forget. The- don't forget about noodles. And Why don't forget to try something new. Oh, God. This was great. This was so good. So, that was a terrible bit. Oh, my God. That was fantastic. <laughs> I'm proud of that. And noodles. <laughs>